Welcome to The Grow Show with me as your host, Joe Camerato. I am an entrepreneur who created my company, National Business Capital, from literally zero dollars out of my spare bedroom to over two billion in business loans secured for entrepreneurs nationwide. Since 2007, I've seen just about every type of business. I provide money and help entrepreneurs access capital to scale fast, but I also know that it's possible for you as you scale to replace yourself to build systems, processes, and great teams of people that can live on without you so you can actually enjoy your life and your company can still grow. I will not only tell you the peaks and valleys of my story, but I will also bring on world-class entrepreneurs to tell their stories and share their lessons on their growth journeys. Welcome to The Grow Show. Welcome to The Grow Show. Uh, with me is your host, Joe Camberato. Uh, on the show today, I have uh, Yair uh, Kleiman. And um, looking forward to talking to, uh, to uh, Yair. We just, you know, a lot of stuff happening, you know, in the world today that we'll talk about, but it kind of goes into your mindset and business. And my show is all about growing and go- growing through, you know, the good times in business, the scaling growth, the challenging times. And I think business is a mindset. So excited to have you on the show today. Uh, yeah, you're, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. Very excited to be here. Yeah. And uh, I love what you're doing. I love I love your big logo in the back. That just says fearless right on the back. And that's really the key of it all. It's, it's fearless means that you can overcome anything. 100%. And let me introduce uh, Yair. It's, uh, so Yair is a financial strategist and owner of Climate Financial. Um, he has access to more than 30 insurance carriers and hundreds of industry-specific products and investments to better serve clients and provide a custom-tailored fit for each individual client. He established Climate Financial after owning two other successful businesses. His family was bankrupt and worked at a fitness facility. From the relationships he built there, he started his financial advisory firm and has not stopped since. Here is also... Um, was an Israeli Defense Forces veteran and graduated um, from the University of Rutgers. Um, one, you know, thank you for your, your service um, in Israel. And, and I mean, we're making the show. It's a pretty timely topic with yeah. all that's going on. I mean, you know, crazy stuff in the world, um, you know, happening there and other places around the world. I don't think we realize how lucky we are in the U.S. and how much opportunity we have. And it kind of like leads me to my first question is, you know, all this stuff going on, it's very upsetting. It's very frustrating. Um, I think a lot of people feel very helpless. Everyone wants to do something. And, um, and uh, it's just, it's a very upsetting time to see what's happening. My show is The Grow Show and it's all about growth, but these life things happen and you still have to let, you still have a business and a company to manage. You have a responsibility, you've got employees, You've got things happening of clients and customers. So, um, you know, one, you know, uh, and, and what I find interesting, we were talking before, yeah, you're like, you know, uh, you're a U.S. citizen. You didn't have to join the Israeli Defense Forces, you know, and you did. So I have a lot of respect for that. But, um, you know, sorry to hear about all, you know, all that's happening. How you've been managing through all this. Thanks. So um, thanks, Joe. So so it, it is a very interesting time. It's a very sad time. Um, I was in my synagogue at the time at, and it was a, it was one of our biggest holidays. And I just, someone says something sad about Israel. And then they go, I asked the guy in front of me, I go, Hey, what's going on? And he says, yeah, there's a war. They came in and there was a lot of terrorism going on. And, and, and 
it brought me back to a lot of points of, of going to the army. So I never really spoke about the army since I've been in the army. That was like in 2012 and I was stationed in Gaza. I knew a lot of the families that were murdered. So it's, it's, it's a pretty sad time, but it, but as sad as it is in, in life, there's something really important to understand. And it goes back to really what, what you do is there is going to in life be a lot of chances of uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of things that you cannot control in life. And how do you persevere and how do you show resilience through it? And how do you continue to grow? So there's a lot of people who have gone, okay, this terrible thing has happened. I'm going to hide in the corner. And I got a call this morning and, and I just was on Fox News, Newsmax, uh, a lot of other radio stations and, and news stations has reached out talking about the experience and talking about how do we get through this and how do we overcome this terrorism? And it's there's times this point is a crucial time in people's lives to decide are you going to overcome or are you going to let these challenging times overcome you and part of growth is this mindset of being able to take anything that happens and being able to get to the next stage in life i feel like right now because I, I got a call this morning saying hey you should be really scared of your family maybe you should use a, a fake name and i go no that's that's what terrorism wants you cannot hide in the back if you are looking to grow and get yourself to the next level. And that's that's really what I've been trying to do is, is embrace what's happening. And instead of feeling helpless, feel like you're useful and feel like you can actually make an impact and help other people. Yeah, I, I think it's so important. Um, this is obviously a real big, you know, um, you know, serious thing that's happened and, 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 and sad thing and just and crazy thing. I, I, I think it's crazy that these things are still happening um, in the world, like, you know, it's going to be 2024 and like this stuff is very, it's, it's just barbaric and I don't know. It just, it just puzzles me. Um, but there's other things that happen, um, in everyone's life. And we just went through, I mean, COVID, that was a whole nother, yeah, but all these things of, you know, uncertainty. And I, I think it's important, um, that you plow through that uncertainty and you have to get really comfortable with it. You have to be, like you said, you know, fear less. Um, it's not fearless, it's fear less and, and, and power through, you know, um, the uncertainty. And I mean, going back to, you know, coming from a family, not coming from a lot and making it happen and growing this business. When you got started, let's go back to that. I mean, there had to, there had to be a lot of fear and a lot of. Absolutely. I mean, I don't care who you are. When you start a business, there's a lot of uncertainty, even if you raise a shitload of money. Yeah. You, you, so, and I, I don't, I don't know how you started your business. I don't think it was like you, you raised a bunch of private. Equity. No, no, I did everything yeah. myself. So, so one of the president, the presidents of one of the major universities in the country is a friend of my father, and he was sitting with me. He was sitting with us. We were having dinner together, and my dad and my whole family um, over like Sabbath dinner. And he says to me, Hey, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. If you give me 25% of your business. And I went, no, that sounds insane. Cause I'm going to make way more than that. So I, I went to work at Merrill. Uh, I went, you know, my family was going through serious financial, financial struggles, like credit card debt, all, all this stuff. Um, if we didn't have the house, we would have been homeless, like in, in, in realistic terms. And the rabbi of the community, one thing to just note, the community kind of stepped in and, and it's big in the Italian community, it's big in the Jewish community, big in the minority communities across the country, that when my dad said to, to the rabbi, I'm going to lose my home and my kids are going to be homeless, I'm one of six, the rabbi said to my dad, you're not going to be homeless, you're just going to move in with me. Wow. And he meant that, which was so deep. And, and you, 
that was like a defining moment when my dad said that to our family. He never hid it. And I realized that that and and a blessing I got from one of my my wealthiest clients. And thank God we've grown the business millions and millions of dollars. Uh, I could retire today. I could have retired three years ago. My kids never have to work, all that stuff. I've built a, a, a significant business I could sell for many multiples and not really have to think about money anymore. And I really just love what I do and I love the impact that I've been making. Um, but it's it's amazing to be able to take something and to grow something and to help and empower other people. And and as when you're poor, let's say when you grow up poor and you feel that everything is against you, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Because you can never get worse than where you were before. Yeah. And do you think that's been your secret weapon, you know, growing up, uh, you know, you know, poor? I get age discriminated all the time. I grew up in a wealthy town. The Jews, everyone says, oh, the Jews have all the money, but not all of us. <laughs> not all of us. Sorry to say. But, but you can, if, if you live, yeah, fear less is really key. I, I really love that. Um, and if you can grow and push yourself and not think about like every, there's always a reason not to be successful. There's very few reasons to be successful. You, there's always a reason not to call someone when you're, when you're prospecting and, and on sales. And there's always a reason to say, oh, I couldn't make it because of this. So when I first started, I got age discriminated a lot. People don't talk to financial advisors when they're 22 or 23. Yeah, no, same, same here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're in your space too. They talk to the big guys and the this and the that. They have the hair and the slick back this and the slick back that. And Louis Vuitton uh, tattooed across their chest because the, the, that was more expensive and they looked ridiculous. Um, but it's it's amazing when you're young, you really can just you can just grow. And it's it's a it's an advocate for young people across the country and across the world that you can make it. Don't let outside forces tell you fear less every single day. Write it down that what's actually holding you back and you will soar. hundred percent. And I think, you know, growing up that way, you always think, oh, it would have been nice to grow up like this or grow up like that. But I think, I, you know, that used to really bother me. It took me some time to get over that stuff. And I also thought because I didn't grow up like this or grow up like that, how am I going to be able to get to these places? And once I realized that that was really my superpower and it just, it made me hungry and I turned that into, it really just fueled me. And one, I didn't want to grow up like that. And I didn't want my, well, I didn't want my, I did. I didn't want my kids to grow up like that. So it drove me to just work harder than everybody else. Um, and, and, you know, I also learned to bring, um, you know, value, you know, back to the market and anything that I'm doing be better than, than, uh, you know, than my peers and my competition. Um, and, and that's just massive. It still motivates me today, you know, yeah. and, and I still act like I haven't made anything happen. And, and that just, you know, keeps me going and keeps me yeah. driving and, and, and the goals just get bigger. Um, but there's still things that happen in life that are out of your control, you know, that do create, you know, un, un, uncertainty. And I feel like you have to constantly fight through that. It's not like you can just do like, you, you know, you get over one time or you go do an exercise. And, and now you're like, you have to constantly like keep doing the work to keep your mindset, you know, I think in, in, in a great place and, you know, and, uh, and, and, and uh, be able to keep, you know, keep going and keep powering through really anything and everything that life, you know, throws at you. Yeah, there's, there's an interesting thing. So we're behavioral financial advisors, uh, which is a designation that we can give actual life advice and, and coaching and things like that based off of emotions. And that's how we plan our finances. And, and once you find somebody's values, you're able to, to then 
I wouldn't say manipulate, but you're able to coach them through working through their strengths and eliminating all their weaknesses. So what, what I really like what you're saying is like, you, you can't just overcome it once you have to overcome it multiple times. If you know yourself, you'll be able to overcome any challenge. So when, when something for the, the, we do something called preparing the certainty of uncertainty, planning when something bad will happen. Yeah. And and doing that ahead of time, like before, like, yeah, yeah. Bad things will happen. For example, in your, in your business is a perfect example. Every business will have cash flow issues. Every business. I do not care how big of a business you will have cash flow issues because you're going to go, I want to grow to the next stage. And now I need capital to do that. I don't care what I'm paying. I just need to, I just need to make sure that I can get through my payroll. I can, I can, I can appease my shareholders. I can appease my investors. I can appease my income. I can cover my expenses. I can pay my private school. Everything has that. And just, there's little humps. So prepping yourself to overcome these obstacles is so crucial that if you're, if you're not doing it beforehand and obviously it's too late, all of a sudden you're, you could be in big trouble. Yeah, I, I, I talk about it all the time with people that like build a financial relationship when you don't need it. Yeah. A lot of times I see a lot of business owners' egos get in the way of that or cockiness or, you know, I'm not going to pay interest. But it, it's kind of like it, it's actually paying insurance. And I think you'll you'll appreciate this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we pay for car insurance. We pay for homeowner's insurance. We pay for life insurance. We pay for health insurance. All these things that you hope you never need to use. It's amazing to me how people don't build a financing relationship even if they have to pay a little interest and some fees. Absolutely. I'm not talking about exorbitant stuff, just it, it, it's, it's, it's taking out an insurance policy to build the relationship and the plan. So, and, and, but more importantly that it going through the notions of like, what happens if this happens, whether it's in your life or especially in your business, like if there's a downturn, like what would I do? How would I handle it? And constantly like reevaluating your business. That's helped get me through some of the most you know craziest times, unexpected times, even yeah. outside of COVID. So what happens, it's like memory muscle, it kicks in and you just go and you know what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something about doing it over and over again. And then you realize that you're just a fighter, which I, I I've only spoken to you a few times. All I know, the thing that I know about Joe is that he cannot sit still for about two and a half seconds when he should <laughs> sit still for a long time. But like, it's like that, like my goal was when I met my wife, when I was looking in the relationship and looking to, to get married was I'm not looking for someone that I could be happy with because happy is like complacency. I just want someone that if I'm next to them, I could fall asleep. That for me, that's really all I'm really looking for. <laughs> I just feel comfortable that I could fall asleep. And that's something that I, as annoying as my wife is and as complaining as she is, that's something I get to actually be able to do. And, and I tell people, and I advise clients all the time that when things are bad, you have to have a smart place to put to pull from. You need a smart place to access capital. So it's just called smart money is, is like how we kind of coined it. Is when things are bad, the market crashes, your business tanks, whatever it is, instead of pulling from not smart, stupid places, which is pulling money from your business, taking out credit card debt, all these other things, you need to have these assets that are smart monies to play from. And that's where you can pull from. I recommend just on a basic level, HELOCs for all clients. It's not expensive. It's just something that you can get access to capital because you never know. Business, you need business loans and you need relationships with banks that will lend you at a moment's notice that already knows you. You can't just all of a sudden when things are bad, hey, can you lend me money? Because you're already a bad risk. So it's, yeah. it's, being, it's, it's planning and setting all overall strategies for yourself if you really want to get yourself to the next level because things are going to happen and you need to be prepared.
and 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 you know all of our you know decisions are emotional right so it really comes down to managing the mindset and the emotions yeah. investing is an emotional thing and you have yeah. to be able to manage your emotions especially in those downturns and, yeah. and you know i find those downturns doing nothing is great and there's usually awesome buying opportunities yeah um and you can have a credit line against your you know your stocks and you can pull from that you don't have to sell them Absolutely. in a down market and use that capital to get through um but you know um the the emotional piece is is real and, and it's amazing to me how many you know financial advisors don't talk about that stuff absolutely um and 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 i think it really is everything and people when things go you know doomsday they run they're selling stuff they're taking losses and then they miss everything coming back up and and it completely can mess up your whole you know trajectory of, of you know. there's an interesting there's an interesting statistic uh, and there's a, another, we have a lot of lines, but there's something called in, investors, uh, investments perform, investors don't. Yeah, yeah that's if exactly you right. Put your money in an investment, chances are it's going to do pretty well. Let's say S&P did an average of 8% a year. That's great. Yeah, a quality, like brand name. A quality name. investment. Yeah, yeah. You just let it Not cook and stuff. let it do itself. <laughs> but when investors get involved, they, the they average, mess up the whole. <laughs> correct. The average return is 4% less a year yeah yeah which is huge compounding huge. over 20 huge. 30 years it's a matter of uh you know retiring at you know 60 or 70 or 80. it's you, enormous you know. so you're, you're literally so your money's supposed to double let's say every 10 years at four percent a year it's doubling almost over 20 years and so so you're losing serious money and you don't think about it right now you think about it over time and and i i really liked what you said is that you can borrow against your securities you can borrow against your cash value in your life insurance policy. You can borrow against your home. You can borrow against your business. You have a lot of assets that you can borrow from. These are, there's a reason why banks created these products and, and be open to it. I, I recommend it all the time for clients. It's a huge mistake not to, not to just at least know it's there and not to know where you can pull money from. Absolutely. hundred percent. What do you think the biggest thing was for you with building your business? Like what was the hardest thing that you had to overcome or biggest challenge? You know that we, you went through in building your company. I I realized that really quickly that I would try to speak to every single person and talk to every single person because I was really young and I I really wanted to make money because I we never knew what money was and I came into New York City and as as Hamilton says in New York you could be a new man which is I think you could speak <laughs> to that and I'm sure your yeah. family can speak to that too um, absolutely and and I decided I'm going to be a new person I'm going to be something that I wasn't before and I want to create something and build and build an impact and help people and do everything that a young person's dream is. So I realized something really crucial was that if I talk to a, a thousand people and I handed out business cards, nobody will ever call me because I'm competing against all the other schmoes. But if I talk to a thousand people and I narrow them down and I go down this funnel that I create myself, of places that I will see these people consistently and they can get to know me and they can build relationships in a year, two years, three years from now, all of a sudden when they have the need for life insurance, uh, an investment advisor, whatever it is, they call me first because they know me for so long. I've never pitched them. I realized that's what I had to do. The second I changed that mindset, the second I went deep instead of wide, I mean, my first year out of college, I made a quarter million dollars. My second year out of college, I made $500,000 and I built and built and built from there. So you get to a point where it's like, even last year, for example, I thought my income was half a million dollars less than what it actually was. And my accountant called me. He's like, Hey, idiot, you owe a lot more in tax. I said, why? He goes, yeah, you made half